The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Oranga. Hello, everybody. This is Betsy Hicks filling in for Terry Oranga today, and this is going to be quite a show for all of you as we're live in nearby Aspen, Colorado, um, at Extreme Sports Camp, and we're so excited. I'm so excited to be able to bring these wonderful people here to you and learn a little bit more about autism camps. You know, um, it was probably about maybe two months ago that I was thinking that uh, a camp might be a perfect thing for my son. Not even so much for the fact that it would be fun for him, which of course was a big priority, and not even so much for the fact that I thought a break would be nice for me, which is definitely a nice priority. But it was also because I felt like he needed new skills. He was bored. He needed to learn new things. And let's face it, as parents, we don't necessarily challenge our, our children enough. It's those, it's those therapists with those drive that really get our kids to do so much. So I was very fortunate to come across Extreme Sports Camp. And immediately knew I was in the right place when I learned that the board president is Sally Bernard, and I have been a, a, a huge fan of Sally's work for the last 15 years and followed her quite a bit and um, knew that it had to be an awesome place if Sally had um, some control with it. So we're, I'm very, very happy that she is here joining me today along with, De- with Deb Gravel. And Deb is the executive director, and I'm going to let you get a chance to hear from a lot of them here. We also have joined with us um, the supervisor for the adult program and climbing sports instructor. We have lots of things to learn about today. You're going to really enjoy it. And maybe this is what's perfect for your child. Maybe it's something that you just want to learn more about and create something like this in your own area as much as possible. We just want more of these sports camps to come out there because we want our children active. So I'm going to let you start. Let's start, first start. Um, Sally, thank you so much and welcome to the show today. Betsy, thanks so much for having us. Can you uh, help by explaining to people what your, what your thoughts were in putting this camp together as well as what the mission was? Well, we, we started up uh, in 2004. Uh, I have a son who's uh, 24 with autism, classic autism, and um, I also have uh, had uh, typical sons, and I felt they had more opportunities to enjoy overnight summer programs and get out and be active and do sports and um, didn't see too much of that for autism, and so that's why we uh uh, started Extreme Sports Camp, and our mission, uh, our saying is uh, safety, fun, learning. It's all about learning a sport, getting outside, being healthy, uh, having fun, and also, of course, being safe. And that is fantastic because 
you know, there's just not enough having fun in life. And and therapy doesn't always have to come at a table with a bunch of cards in front of you. Therapy comes in many different ways. Well, yes. Um, you know, some of the principles um, of uh, autism learning approaches, learning styles, um, we need those um, to learn a variety of things. But those learning principles can be applied to sports, too, and overnight summer programs um, where someone is away from home and they need to be supported socially and with communication. And so we take that uh, those approaches, and what we've been able to do is apply them to sports and uh, deconstruct the sports and uh, put our environmental setups together uh, so that uh, the kids, even beginners, um, all the way through to really good athletes, uh, they can learn the sport and progress. That is perfect to hear. So in this great setup here that I've been able to witness and get to see um, all the different children that are here, um, you'll soon find out that there are lots of different age groups here. Um, Deb, can you explain a little bit about the different types of groups you have and the different age groups and programs? Sure. Um, we basically split our group into about three different subgroups um, according to age, and um, we just find that the kids' social interactions um, are helped with that. So we have a youth group, and that group generally starts at about age 8 and sometimes goes up to about 12. We have a teen group that um, is all the teens, um, 13 to about 16. And um, new this year, we have our adult group. And what we've found is that um, the adults really don't like to get grouped in with the kids and go to activities. You know, they're getting older, and they don't like hanging out with the little kids. They they appreciate a little bit more adult time. And they're definitely, um, their energy level is different than the kids. And you can see that when you see the adults interacting together. And it's really, socially, it seems to be working really, really well. And they seem to... I think they feel like maybe they're a little bit more mature and they appreciate the fact that we're treating them like adults. Right. That's great. So um, I, th- I think, too, that we are coming into an age of time where the, the, so, you know, the, ep- the beginning of the epidemic of, with, with autism and, and the, we're getting more and more adults. And you've had a really positive response with, with this in the community, correct? Yeah, you know, we we were a little nervous starting the adult program, thinking, well, I'm not sure how we're going to market that and how people are going to take to it. But in the end, um, our adult program is the fullest. And I think that it's exactly what you were just saying, that there are a lot lot of kids who don't feel like they need to do these kid programs anymore. They are getting older, and they want to be treated like adults. And what's really cool, and I'm going to pass this over to Michelle so she can maybe explain what they're doing with the work program um, aside from the sports, and and they're they're actually learning what the real world is as far as um, having a job. Yeah, uh, and and it's it's funny because you know in, in sending my son who doesn't really have a lot of work skills and knowing that this is the time of his life at 19 that he really needs to develop these because it, it is it's quite a reality to hit you when you realize oh school is going to end you know now what am I going to do what what am I going to do once he's no longer in school and being entertained all day is he just going to sit in front of the television? Is he just going to sit and play on his iPad all day? Or can we start teaching him some skills? And I think it's 
a fabulous combination here because with your adult program, you have that wonderful combination of skills but still having fun. And that keeps everything reinforced. So, so um, yes, Michelle, if you could tell me a little bit about, and I'm going to say now, uh, we're going to be taking a commercial break in a little bit. I have no access to find out when that break is going to be, so we'll, we'll be playing some music. If you start hearing some music, you may want to cut that, maybe want to cut off and, and let, uh, um, let, we'll wrap it up and then have a commercial break. So tell, them, tell us a little bit about the activities here. Well, the adult program is a concept that, was thought up by Sally Bernard, and her and I kind of um, thought about the ideas for how to start this program together. And what what we thought, Sally thought that it would be a good balance to have um, some typical job skills worked into the daily schedule of camp, and then also have work in some of um, the sports so that the adults could have some some participation in those sports but also do some job assistance in those sports. Um, so the way that the program is looking is ahead of time we, we discuss with the parents and the parents fill out forms as to their child's interests and, and skill levels and we kind of analyze a good placement for, for jobs for those campers. Um, and then I set up a, a perfect match for that camper. For example, Betsy's son is—he likes to pick up trash, so we we have a perfect opportunity for him to clean the vans and to clean the cars and to pick up trash around campus. And he's been really successful so far. It's only been a couple days, but he he's been involved and he's been doing those jobs. And then in the end, he earns he earns a reward. And then for the rest of the day, he participates in sports, and he he helps assist in those sports too. Um, if if he's if he's on the boats, he he goes and he gets the life jackets out and he helps to pass those out to other campers. Um, so each each camper is is a real individual case um, based on their their interests and their skill levels, and we find a good match for for each of them. And and I think you do a great job at that. You know, I, when Michelle called me before Joey came here, we sat and talked for a long time about what would work and what he's. I felt he was capable of, but. Boy, it's so nice to have somebody pushing him to do it because he's got a totally different attitude with mom than he does with with anybody else asking him to do it. And I just I just love that it, he's getting those great skills. Um, so, tell me about then also uh, you know with the with the younger kids, is it just play all time or do they hold any responsibilities as well too? Well, it, the younger kids, it they're they're doing sports all day, but throughout the entire day, the, we encourage the counselors to um, promote independence and take care of their daily living skills and self-care. And we explain to them that every opportunity throughout the day is a learning experience for them and an opportunity for them to gain some independence, it, whether it be... Um, packing their bags for the day, waking up on time and arriving to breakfast and getting their breakfast. 
you know, the things that we kind of take advantage, um, we don't really think about ha- actually being a job. It, it is a job for them because they they have to learn these these daily living skills. And, you know, it, the entire camp is set up to provide social opportunities constantly. You know, as a parent, it's so easy to kind of feather the nest of your child and, and want to protect them from all the difficulties. And you feel so bad for all that they struggle with that you really want to do so much to make them feel so great. So so when we get back, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit about from a parent's perspective of kind of letting go and kind of moving into that way of the, the separation of encouraging your child to just kind of go out there and try something new. We will be right back with Extreme Sports Camp. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. And this is Betsy Hicks filling in for Terry today because I couldn't be in a more beautiful place. I am at Extreme Sports Camp near Aspen, Colorado. Um, and t- to learn more about the camp, you can go right online right now and look it up. It's Extreme Sports Camp. Dot org, dot org. And uh, you can see some of the wonderful pictures that they post of, of the children and um, all the different activities that are kind of going on here. Um, it is a, an amazing place. And they, are, they also have a Facebook page, which I just learned as well. So, so this is something I just want to give a little bit of advice to because um, I think a lot of parents – hear about this. My my son's actually going to be here for five weeks and I really wanted him to have a full experience because I did not, I wanted him to get some lifelong skills. I didn't want to just drop him off, have him do two weeks of learning some skills and then 
have it all be lost. I felt really strongly that he needed a month of these skills to really be able to pull this back. I think that is a really, really smart idea. We have um, a camper here who is in his last week, and the first three weeks, um, he definitely, is, you know, we've seen small baby steps, little glimmers of things where he's definitely growing, but this week, his last week, is just like the icing on the cake. He's walking around. Um, you can see the confidence. You can see the independence that he has gained. Um, he just seems like a much calmer, um, happier boy. You know, actually, he's a young man. <laughs> he's in the adult program, and he's been doing the work, doing some gardening, doing the activities, and he was more reluctant to do some of the activities earlier on. And every week, our sports counselors and our sports instructors have done a great job just pushing him enough that he gets more and more confidence to where now he's actually doing some of the activities. Um, and it's just it's a wonderful thing to see. And I don't think that would have happened if he stayed here for two weeks. He's here for four really, really important. And, uh, you know, I even know with dropping Joey off, you know, it was, it was tough. I mean, it was really hard to say goodbye, but he kind of, he kind of felt like this is where he belonged. I could see it. I mean, when, when he first got here and he knew he was here to stay and he saw only his suitcase and not ours, he got, he was a little upset, but then after dinner and he started seeing the fun energy, you know, this is the, the thing here is that the counselors all have such great energy and they're all so happy to be here and excited about the kids that the kids are happy and it's just, it's just a contagious feeling and he was totally ready to say goodbye. Yeah, Betsy, this is Sally. Um, you know, th- I had the exact same experience, and my son is, a, is an adult now. Um, so he was a teen uh, when we uh, got started, and having him be gone overnight um, was very traumatic to me. <laughs> but he just, like, you know, goodbye, and um, he was just perfectly happy to do his own thing. And now I signed him up. Um, I took the leap, um, our whole family, for him to go for seven weeks of camp. It was so um, it's so much heartache leading up to that, uh, the decisions for planning and everything. And he got here and it was like, it was goodbye. Um, and he has been so happy and so into um you know, meeting people and socializing and communicating. Um, I just got word his language has exploded. Um, he, is, he is so uh, much more able to um, socialize and go with a new routine. And one of the things that we have going for us is that because it is a new environment, all the old routines that our kids sometimes get stuck in back at home and, you know, they expect a certain thing, all that is broken. And so we're able to do different things and they just take it as it comes. And so we're, you know, we're at an advantage by being in a new place. And so I, I, you know, my word to parents is um, it's good to let go and to do this in a, in a positive way. And then you, before you know it, your, your kids are independent adults. Well said. So let's talk a little bit about the excitement of what's here. I mean, let me just say that this is possibly the most beautiful place on earth. I have really, I've traveled all throughout the world and spent a lot of time in the Alps and and all throughout Europe. 
Um, and I have been blown away with the gorgeousness of this area of Colorado and the Rocky Mountains and just uh, how clean and crisp and beautiful the sky is and how it rains. But, you know, boy, the weather here changes on a dime. I have never seen weather change so fast. I have gone from like 48 to, to 80 in one single day. I've, I just, it's, it, it amazes me. But it is absolutely spectacular. And you're located at a community. It's it's a it is a community college, and uh, which is um, Colorado Mountain College, correct? And we. So can, can you talk a little bit? Who likes to talk about the facilities here? Well, I've got a group, wonderful group here for for. Okay, here's Deb. The facilities are gorgeous, like, like Betsy's saying. You look out over the campus, and there's Mount Sopris right across the way, and it's very majestic. It's about 13,000 feet high, so it's a beautiful, beautiful campus. We have a high ropes course. There's a world-class disc golf course, which is 18 holes, and people travel from all over the country to see it. Um, but the, the activities outside of campus um, are really what bring people here. Um, here on campus, um, we have a residence hall that uh, we basically have one, almost one and a half floors worth of uh, rooms and, you know, collected with all of our campers. And the campers each get to um, come and uh, go to the cafeteria every day for their meals. They, they uh, have a recreation room with pool table, ping pong, those sorts of things. There's a climbing gym where they get to climb indoors. And we also have bicycles uh, that they ride around on here at campus. Um, so there's quite a few things. What's really cool for the adults is that they, they are kind of going to college in a sense. They're, they're going away from home and they're doing really what most people's children get to do. They're having that same experience, you know, like they were talking about the suitcase packed. All of a sudden, they're on their own. They have the, the, the independence and they're in their own dorm room. And um, it's a very, very exciting, independent thing for them to do. It's like my room. Um, so it's a, it's a cool thing. Um, I don't know if you want to talk more about others. Yeah, well, I mean, the facility is perfect for it. So, um, I mean, that that's something that you can kind of, when you know, your children are coming here, you can feel really assured about is that they're in a wonderful, clean, and gorgeous facility. I know when Joey got out of the car, he just looked around because you really pretty much have a 360 panoramic view of mountains, <laughs> which is like, yeah, I could live here for five weeks very easily, um, but I don't, so I have to fly home. Um, so, uh, okay, we need to talk more about some of these sports because they are offering some great sports. So I'm going to have um, Jesse talk a little bit about that. Yeah, hi, thanks for having me. So I'm the sports, the climbing instructor at Extreme Sports Camp. And the way we set up the climbing gym for kids and adults of all ages and levels of physical ability is that we have several stations in the climbing gym. We have a variety of Climbs going from really easy to really hard and then other stations when the kids need to take a mental break from climbing to play with balls or play on gym mats. That way it offers a really wide variety of activities even within the indoor climbing gym so they're not overwhelmed by the one activity that they're engaging in. Um, we also actually put a lot of thought into the way we set up the indoor climbing gym so that there are really clear goals and the kids have a clear progression through the activities that they're going through, which is really important for the mindset of autistic populations. So we have really clear labels 
within the gym um, so that they can progress throughout the stations. I also put up some bells that they can ring. It's okay if they didn't make it to the top. You know, it's still fun. They're still having a good time. Um, to motivate them to get on the bouldering wall, there are some games. They can find pennies or they can find letters on the bouldering wall and put together a word. So it's kind of a combination of, uh, you know, physical challenge, but also a really fun, fun learning environment. So it's almost like they don't even realize when they're building these skills. It's totally fun. So, so um, that's obviously then, even if it's raining, you have something for them to do. Because that's always a concern of mine. It's like you can't depend on the weather all the time. So they have a lot of the indoor sports as well. Absolutely. Uh, like Deb mentioned earlier, we have a fleet of bikes. We've got the indoor climbing gym. We've got a variety of different games we can do inside the climbing gym, whether it's raining or not. So that's a wonderful way of having them always being busy, doing something active and fun, no matter what the weather is outside. Um, something about the climbing program that I love is that, like I was saying, it's really empowering. They don't even realize that they're trying hard. They're having a good time. And at the end, they're you know, gaining a ton of confidence doing something that they're having a fun time. I had a camper, uh, Jalen, who would barely speak at the beginning. And then I think it was after his first successful rock climb that he started smiling. He had a big smile on his face. He started uttering his few words. And then I noticed that every time after he would climb, after a successful rock climb, he'd just talk more and more. And by the end of it, he was very talkative. And I really think that climbing had an important role in that progression. Those endorphins do a lot, don't they? You know, really, I think about it too. Like, you know, I, I do this workout boot camp think twice a week and I I'm amazed how much more my mind focuses on on days like that I do it yeah actually as a student of neuroscience I'm really I can't stop thinking about all the dopamine and the endorphins and all sorts of you know neural changes that are going on in their brains without them knowing it it's to me that's fascinating yeah, and I think the Sally, I think, you know, that's one of the beauties of sports is that it's, uh, so first of all, it's so, uh, age appropriate. It's what everybody does. And, uh, it's, it's so important that our kids have access to sports and, and on a high level, uh, you know, with, with the right setup and the right in, type of instruction. I mean, our kids can learn a sport and they can do a really good job and they can be physically fit. Um, there's, there's, you know, no reason why there should be barriers to that. And, you know, it's part of an overall wellness program. If you want your kids to be well, you know, it's diet, sleep, exercise. I mean, those are the three, you know, uh, pillars um, of good health. And so um, the right sports instruction, you know, we also have our kids out there, you know, doing kayaking, they're going down rapids. Um, and sometimes what we do um, for the kids who are progressing, we switch places and, um, you know, instead of um, them being in the front, being guided by a counselor on the back, they'll switch places and then the the uh, the camper is in charge of the boat and going down the river, and so that's how we empower our kids to be leaders and to help. Um, I think, uh, Jesse, you've done some of that in the climbing as well. Absolutely. Some of the kids who fly up all the climbs, I actually taught them how to belay and even use a pretty elaborate belay system called Grigri's. I was really impressed by what these campers can do. I mean, they walked in. I had some really easy climbs at first, and then I realized that they can fly up these walls just like anyone else, and they can even belay and assist belaying and even set up the ropes with me and put the harnesses out. Actually, Sally's son in the vocational program has started helping me bring the harnesses out, bringing them to the kids, bringing the shoes out, and he's been extremely helpful, and I think that he's learning lots of work skills and doing a great job at it. That's so 
so fabulous. It's just so great to hear this because I love to just think of all the kids that are benefiting from this. I am making an assumption that we have to take a commercial break. <laughs> so I, I hope our program director is hearing this right now and saying, sure, Betsy, you can take a commercial break. I, uh, I apologize for kind of a – we have a little bit of a difficult situation. The phone, phone cell service is not phenomenal in this area, so we're all kind of sharing a phone. So um, when I get back, I do want to talk more about um, kind of like what to expect on the day of the kids that do come here and what they get to um, achieve and how they get to spend their days. We, so um, stay, please stay tuned because this is an amazing group of people that I'm with right now. We'll be right back with the group at Extreme Sports Camp. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On mind, brain, and body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Every weekend, take some time out of your schedule for new reflections featuring Dr. Adam Rubenstein. It's a show about all things aesthetic, from skin care to plastic surgery, health and beauty. You'll learn about the aesthetic products and procedures to embrace or avoid. Each show will feature live, virtual, interactive consultations that you'll be able to follow along with and featured guests from the world of beauty and aesthetics. Listen Saturdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, for new reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. And it's Betsy Hicks filling in for Terry Aranga today. Um, I am very happy to be here at Extreme Sports Camp. We've been having a great time talking with some of the wonderful coordinators here of this incredible camp near Aspen, Colorado, and learning so much about what sports do for these kids and and, and how they, they go through their days. Um, I was thinking, Michelle, maybe you could talk a little bit about what a day looks like here. Sure. So a, a day here at camp looks a little different for depending on what program you're in, but the majority of campers are, are in a sports program. The younger campers all the way up through the teens, they'll wake up. Um, their counselors will prompt them to get dressed or they get dressed independently depending on where they are. Um, they'll have their bags packed from the night before. They'll, they'll go to breakfast, and um, all the staff are on board with making sure that, that all of our campers are getting balanced diets and eating fruit in the morning and getting all the, the variety of nutrition that we need. And um, during breakfast, uh, our counselors make sure to, to prep the kids on what is going to happen during the day. So they'll go through a visual schedule with them. Um, and that might look different based on the different age groups. But, for example, the younger kids are going to 
go to the lake first in the morning, right after breakfast. So they'll prepare them for that, and then they'll they'll after breakfast transition to the lake, um, and do some water sports there. Depending on what level they're at, they might start with tubing, or if they're if they're at a more advanced level, they might even water ski. And then other groups, such as the adult group that are doing the vocational program, we we start off our morning after breakfast doing work. So we do our work jobs that that's going to look different for each camper. And we kind of go back and forth doing some sports work, sports and work. And we, we kind of, to try and make it, you know, a fun experience for them. Yeah, I just saw Joey riding his bike. He just... That's my bike, and actually, I'm happy because I'm I'm thinking at the beginning you don't want to push the work too much. That's right. We we want them to to be open to all experiences, and we we want it to to be fun for them and to see that the work is is rewarding, but it's also a, a part of their day. And so, with Betsy's son Joey. We we asked him to do a little bit of work, cleaning up the vans, and then after his work, we got him on the bikes, and and he earned that as a reward. So he can he can see that work gets you a reward, and it could still be fun. Um, and then we meet for lunch, and of course, every every camper takes care of their own lunch. They pack their own lunch in the morning. And then they find their lunch from the cooler, and and we work on all those daily living skills throughout the day. Um, And then after lunch, we transition to the next activity for the adults. That would be going to the lake. Uh, The the campers all seem to enjoy the van rides. They they love that. We, We play the music loudly, and we all sing to it, and... And then the the kids come back here and they do their sports here on campus, which will be with Jesse climbing or doing some mountain biking. Um, and then they have dinner. Um, and of course, we make sure that they're eating their vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> and then after dinner, we um, we have our night coordinator who has programs set up for the evening and every evening we do something different, play games, do yoga, listen to music. And it's, it's a really nice, fun, relaxing time for the kids at the end of the day. And thank you for making sure he eats his vegetables. I, I'm sure I was the most neurotic of moms that you had to deal with with that. No, no. Sally's shaking her head no. <laughs> I'm so glad. I just like, okay, you're you're dealing with the author of Picky Eating Solutions here, so you, there is no options when it comes to eating vegetables. I was also just going to interject as, as um, Michelle was, this is Deb, I was, as she was talking about, um, you know, the work day and the, the way things go, I, I thought it was kind of funny that um, the kids who are in the work program, um, just like any of us, sometimes don't really want to work. They would rather sit on the sofa. Um, and so just, just so people know, it's not like they're little robots and they're going to go to work. They're just as unmotivated to work as the rest of us. And I thought that was pretty interesting to observe. Yeah, and you know, one, one of the uh, uh, um, 
our goals for starting the um, Adult Employment Skills Program is for us to understand as an employer, because we, we're running an, an operation, it's a business uh, that uh, happens to uh, provide um, recreational services to people. And uh, so learning as an employer um, what, uh, what it takes to uh, gainfully employ someone with autism. And so that's, we want to get that learning experience ourselves. And one of the things that uh, uh, Michelle has observed is that even though we can do matchups ahead of time, you know, what, uh, what's the, what is the interest um, of our adult participants, um, and so we match them up with a job in that, actually finding that motivator, intrinsic motivator um, to um, uh, that uh, will interest uh, the the uh, employee, the adult, um, into that particular job is really something that you have to learn on the ground, and you can't necessarily know it ahead of time. So. For my son, uh, we knew he liked climbing, so he's a, a climbing assistant with with Jesse. But what he really likes to do is is get equipment out and put it away and put it in a specific um, pattern, and so he gets intrinsic joy um, and and uh, and he likes doing that. And so that's um, the way that we get him uh, really interested and, and involved in the job. And it's going to change with every single um, adult. And so that's some learning uh, that we have is to find that motivator. Um, the nice thing about sports is that it's intrinsically motivating. And once they get that adrenaline rush of, you know, going behind the boat, you know, in a tube or, you know, wakeboarding or, you know, going down a rapid in the kayak, like they are hooked. And so they want to come back and do it. So we have to find those equivalent things when it comes to jobs. Sally, going back to talk about food for just a brief moment because I know that there's a lot of people asking this. I, I can hear my patients actually thinking this right now. You know, so my child has allergies to corn or they have their gluten and casein free or I don't want them eating too much sugar. How do you meet the needs of those campers? So um, the cafeteria uh, has a variety of um, options. Uh, as Michelle said, we've got the fruits, we've got the vegetables, um, you know, we've got uh, uh, the protein sources, uh, they have vegetarian options, um, and uh, so there's, there's a variety. Uh, but sometimes um, we do have, uh, or, you know, we have many campers on an SCD diet, or they're, they've got the gluten and casein-free diet. Uh, something like that. And so um, if uh, the moms, you know, want to bring something in, I know there are certain things I want my son Bill to have, and so I provide that. Um, we also have uh, gluten and casein-free options. There's a pizza. Uh, it's a gluten-free crust that we offer. There's bread that's uh, uh, gluten and casein-free. So we're able to um, handle, uh, you know, these different diets. And we have, unfortunately, an excessive uh, uh, intake uh, questionnaire um, where what diet is one of the sections. And uh, so our our supervisors and managers know who's allergic to the peanuts, you know, who's on a special diet. And so the counselors and the supervisors for that team are briefed on that. And so we make sure that um, every camper has a lot, because they do get a really big appetite here. Um, a lot of them also lose weight, but they also like to eat because they're active all the time. And so to make sure
make sure, and we, you know, we do the Lara bars that are usually, you know, good for SCD and um, gluten and casein free, and uh, so we make sure that we accommodate the diets. I'm thrilled you do Lara bars. Joey's going to be very happy about that. Mm. Favorite, his favorite flavor is chocolate, by the way. I'm just letting Michelle know. Michelle, know that right now. <laughs> um, I wanted, to, you know, I think a lot of people might be listening and thinking, okay, but that's this is the summer, so am I having to wait till next summer, or is there anything other than the summer programs that you have? And so I'm going to ask Jesse to talk about that a little bit. No, oh no, I'm going to ask Debbie to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Poor Jessie. She's here for the summer. She didn't realize she was hired for the winter, too. <laughs> I hope she knows how to ski. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, as, as, uh, as Betsy's been telling you, that we're located in the Aspen area, so we're located next to some of the best skiing in the world, and uh, we do have a skiing program in the, sun, in, in the winter. Um, it'll be starting in January. We have about eight weeks of skiing, and um, we pair the kids each up with a ski pro for the day, so it's essentially a private lesson, and um, it's really very amazing to watch these these guys um, learn how to ski. We've got we've got every every uh, skill skier. We've got the the green slope skiers all the way up to the black diamond skiers, and um, I think um, what really cool is that mostly parents and families come and take an opportunity to have a ski break for themselves while we work with with their kiddos on the hill. And um, it's just a beautiful place to have that happen. We usually, we ski for the most part on Snowmass Mountain. What's your calendar year for the ski program? Um, we don't have the exact date set for this year, but it will start um, toward the end of January and go through the 1st of April. Oh, wow. So I didn't know that. I didn't realize it was that long. I was thinking it was like over Christmas break kind of thing. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the crowds here must be horrific here at the Christmas time. Yeah, normally, uh, you know, our, our, our standard is, uh, uh, ski sessions. They last, you know, Monday through Friday and they're the whole day, um, and the kids do progress. It's really amazing. But we also, um, welcome schools that want to have a, you know, send their kids, uh, as a school program or, you know, a group, um, for, uh, for skiing. And we also, in the times that we're not running ski, se- uh, ski sessions, if you want to do a one-on-one with either a pro or a buddy who knows autism, been, you know, has been trained in autism approaches and are uh, an excellent skiers, um, that's our staff. And so, um, you know, we can, when the slopes open, which is at the end of November all the way through to when they close in mid-April, you know, we can uh, have something for somebody. That is Fantastic and um, so needed at that time of the year. Um, I, I know that you know it's funny. I took Joey skiing in. Well, actually, the Midwest is a great place to learn to ski because <laughs> the hills don't take very long. And it was perfect for Joey because basically, even if you don't know how to stop, you run out a hill because it's not that long. So you just kind of eventually know. But he was hysterical. He his own defense piece was he just sat down on his skis and then he, I didn't know how he could. He had pretty good flexibility to do that, but basically sat on his skis and just went down until he ran out of land, and that's pretty much how he skied. So I, I would love to see this happening in the future for him and have this be part of his day. Um, I think we are going to be ready for a break pretty soon, so I, 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 we're going to take another break, but I just want to say when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about planning for you as a parent to have your um, children come. 
I also want to talk about some of the favorite sports that are um, amongst the children and what they really get excited and look forward to the most and what that kind of looks like. And we'll just we'll wrap it up in just a little bit. So please stay tuned. We're having a great time here with Extreme Sports Camp, the uh, health and wellness for life outdoors. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health & Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866 472 5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. Hi, and this is Betsy Hicks filling in for Terry Aranga today, and I am at Extreme Sports Camp near Aspen, Colorado, in the most beautiful place in the mountains. You can just imagine. It's crystal clear blue skies, beautiful, majestic mountains. The air is cleaner than ever, and I feel very, very blessed to be here. And I think this is – I just want to say something from a parent perspective. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of people are listening and thinking, you know, cost. And all of their prices are on their website, You so you can go and you can access that yourself. Um, I know it costs them much more to run it than what they're charging, and they're very blessed by many grant programs and, and donations from many people, so they are able to keep their prices as low as possible. Um, but I want to say this from a parent perspective that when I first really looked at what it was going to be costing me, I was I was a bit scared and thinking, how am I going to come up with this? But at the same time, I was sending checks to Mia's his twin sister's college to have her start college this year. And I'm thinking, okay, so Joey's not going to college, and that's okay. I mean, and, and maybe some of your kids are, um, but I knew he wouldn't, wouldn't be. And it felt really, really great to me that I could do something um, to enriching for my son. And not saying that everyone's in a position to do that, um, but they do offer some scholarships here as well, too. So please don't discount um, when you, you know, see the price and thinking this is not going to happen. Um, and it's because it's, it's an experience of a lifetime, and I feel really happy that I was able to find a way to make this work for him. Um, so... That being said, let's get back into this. The program does run until August, right? So there's still some time if you want to bring your children this summer. Um, yes, we run till August 18th, and the last two weeks of our program, which are uh, starting August 5th and August 11th, we do still have some spaces available, and uh, we can make it happen for you. Now, I'm sure a lot of parents uh, who maybe the kids just come for a week, if they're from out of town, they come and they drop off the kids and then have a nice vacation for themselves for a week. Um, in my situation, obviously, I can't be here for five weeks as much as I want to. Um, but I basically flew into Denver and made the four-hour drive and, and dropped him off. Um, and, and just 
from a travel perspective, Denver is one of the most inexpensive airports to fly to because just about anywhere in the U.S. you can fly to Denver very affordably. And if you're listening from another country, um, it's a very, very easy airport to come in and out of. And the drive between Denver and this area is absolutely spectacular. And if you really hate driving, the train ride between Denver and here is absolutely spectacular. And if you have got a kiddo who loves train, uh, that would be an additional fun way to make it because it's I, I in some ways I was really wishing my husband came with me because I wanted to look outside and I was driving <laughs> I was really focused on it and my daughter's just like oh my gosh with every curve she's like this is amazing and I was like okay she's like do you see them like I'm driving I'm driving um, and so yeah but but it, it is a, an amazing place to come to um, who, maybe this is a question for Jesse but I don't want to freak her out <laughs> Jesse, can you talk about some of the kids' favorite sports here? Absolutely. We do a really wide variety of sports, and every camper has a different favorite, so it's hard to say that there are some favorites. I mean, each camper has a different affinity for different sports. I know a lot of the daredevils love coming up to Gorgeous Independence Pass with me where I help them climb up on real rock outside in one of the most pristine, gorgeous areas of nature in Colorado I've ever seen. There are also different stations, just like in the indoor climbing gym. There's a slack line where they can practice their balance. There's a little bouldering problem. There's even a Tyrolean traverse, so a lot of the little daredevils love to hop on the Tyrolean Traverse and cross that river over and over and over. The only problem is giving them much a turn because they love it so much. Um, there's also an outdoor ropes course actually at the campus. So there's about, I think it's 30 feet high. The kids go up on, uh, once they've gained some confidence after a few days, go up about 30 feet, cross some logs, some ropes, all the while being tied in. And their favorite activity there, actually, this is pretty anonymous. They all love what we call the flying squirrel, which is a system of ropes that, um, brings them flying up into the air just like a flying squirrel and they just laugh and love it and never want to come down. That's probably one of their favorite activities from the whole camp. But in addition to those outdoor sports, we go swimming at the Glenwood Hot Springs. We go hiking at gorgeous Rifle Falls. We go rafting down the Colorado River, which is, like you said, the most spectacular environment. You know, it's down Glenwood Canyon, lined by these gorgeous cliffs on either side. Um, and then one of the favorites, obviously, is boating, where they can kneeboard, wakeboard, surf behind the boat, and, you know, the more splashes, the more smiles. It's just a great time for all of them. And something really unique that I think is um, wonderful about this camp is that there's one-on-one -on -one ratio between counselors and campers. So each camper has one counselor, and in addition, you have the sports instructors who are experts in their field. So there's this great team environment around each camper to support him through the activity. Um, and there's, you know, never short of staff, always lots of people working with one camper. It's a wonderful system. That is so true. I've always seen more adults and, and workers and counselors here than I have of children. And so I, you can tell how much care there goes into that. And um, yeah, we, before bringing Joey here, the day we actually brought him here, we brought him to the hot springs. And I know he took a look at those pools and thought, that looks pretty cold. And then he put his foot in and he just never turned back. He just kept going. And Michelle, I heard yesterday you guys went there and he knew his way around pretty well. Yeah, we did go there. We we were headed to the lake, but a storm came, so we turned around and went to the hot springs, and Joey just made a mad dash for the hot pool, and I, I'm, I questioned whether he had been there before, because I thought he just got into town, but I'm like, hmm, he's been here before, because he knew right where to go. 
<laughs> he did, yes. He likes hot water, just so you know. He's not a too if, if he gets splashed too much with the cold. But that's the other nice thing about in August. The, the longer into the season, the warmer the water is getting. So that's another great thing. Um, I, I want to finish off the show today by having maybe Sally or Deb, one of you can talk about what makes you so different. There's a lot of camps out there to choose from, and I've certainly found your uniqueness, but I'd love to hear in your words what you feel makes you different. Well, this is Deb, and I'm sure Sally will have something to add on to this, but um, I think the thing that makes us really unique is that we work one-on-one with the kids, and we look at what their um, their their skills are, where they come in, and what we're looking for is progress. We're not comparing them to one another. We are. They come in with a certain skill level, and we work with them at a level where they're comfortable with a little bit of pressure. So, you know, mom and dad sometimes um, it's hard for kids to work and, and gain new skills around mom and dad because they're very protective and, and they know they can get away with saying no to mom and dad, I don't want to do that. Um, they don't always say no to the counselors and the sports instructors. You know, they, they sometimes trust them, not that they don't trust their parents, but they seem to work with somebody that they don't know and try some of these things that they might not try out otherwise. And so we do try to build their skills, not just have passive sports. So they don't just sit in a kayak and go down the river. They have paddle in their hands. They are being um, instructed on the skills. So it's, it's not a very passive experience at all. Everything that we do, we do with intention of building skills and seeing progress on a daily basis and a weekly basis and a year-to-year basis. And I think, uh, you know, that's uh, one of the uh, key things that uh, distinguishes us um, is this commitment to progress and uh, this philosophy that our kids can be successful with the sports. Um, it's also important for us for the kids to be outdoors. I mean, there's, there is uh, uh, a pretty good base of literature saying that being outside is a way to um, not only get your vitamin D, which we all need, but also to um, uh, de-stress and relax uh, being in greenscapes. And so um, that's also, um, you know, a, a feature of our camp. And as Michelle said, you know, our campers from seven in the morning until evening wrap up at nine o'clock at night, you know, there's, there is, always something to do and something to engage in um, with the understanding that kids need downtime too. And so it's sort of a a planned uh, downtime and then you go back into your stretch zone. So we're, you know, constantly challenging, relaxing, challenging, relaxing, and just the group of um, staff that we have are so committed and um, it, it, it is a friendly, positive atmosphere. It's so nice to see you know, happy things for our kids and then having a life experience that their siblings might have too, and now they can have it as well. Well, thank you. And uh, this has been a lot of fun. It's been fun being and meeting all of you because you can just really feel the passion with everybody here. Uh, I think anytime you have people working with autism, it's it's beyond just a job. It, it has to be a passion and, and you show up and you do the work here because you feel it from within and it feels so good to see those lives being changed. So I want to thank everybody here for allowing me to talk with you today. Um, please, everybody that's listening, 
send this link to somebody that they may know um, who has a child with autism or an adult with autism because this is a great place to be. It's extremesportscamp.org, and you can find them on Facebook. Thanks to everybody for joining, and thanks for everyone for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga.